Good morning, lunatics. Noah Hiles, Alex Stump here on the North Shore, and it's time for some morning Java. Of course, this show, like every other one, is brought to you by our friends at the Get-Go Marketing Cafe. Alex, what is there to say about Get-Go that hasn't already been said? Oh, we've said a lot. We have said a lot, and for good, good reason. They've got good food. They've got good coffee. They've got good drinks. They've got good gas. They've got good everything, and that's why we continue to gas them up. Pun intended, it's a gas station. Uh, they, they treat us well, we'll treat them well in return. Something that hasn't been treated well, Alex, as we get underway with the show, is the pirate starting rotation. Your transitions right off the bat. It, t it took me like a year to learn yeah, transitions like that's this. That's why, that, w that was it. It wasn't the resume that made Dayon interested. It was, it was this kid's transition game is incredible. But on a serious note, the pirate starting rotation continues to deal with injuries. We find out that Musgrove's gonna be unavailable for, for a while. Mitch Keller, unavailable for a while. Who knows how much longer Derek Holland's going to be in a Pirates uniform. Yeah. Right now, we have five guys in the starting rotation as normal. But if one of them were to go down, there's a lot of question marks. Let me, let me ask you, guy who's been on the beat all year, who's the next man up in this Pirates starting rotation? I mean, it's a very good question. And you know what? They might even need extra guys in general because of the doubleheaders that they have coming up. I mean, they got a couple update, or off days coming up in a bit. So maybe Musgrove is back at that point. Maybe Mitch Keller is back at that point. But for right now, there's not a whole lot of depth. I mean, there's there's James Marvel in AAA. Or Altoona, I'm sorry. Altoona yeah. is still at the moment. I'll allow it. Yeah, well, okay. All right. There's still James Marvel in the Altoona camp right now. That's someone who could be added to the roster. He would still need to be added to the roster. He's not on the 40-man right now. Someone that could come up, and you know what? They could give him the ball. Like, we could get five innings out of him. Mm-hmm. After that, it becomes a whole lot more complicated, where it's almost like you kind of have to go with the piggy man or piggyback out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, go for Chris Stratton and Brennan Waddell or Cody Ponce or someone like that. I mean, there's not a whole lot of depth at the moment, and they're supposed to be 42 games in 41 days, so yeah. that's going to be difficult. Well, Chris Stratton was a guy that came to mind for me, Alex, in addition to what you said with Marvel, a guy that I don't want to see in the majors until he's needed because you need that backup guy. You know, He's not someone that you can get cute and try experiments with and say, well, let's pull him up for a spot. He's someone where if there's an injury, he's your last resort right now. So I think Chris Stratton could be that guy. I mean, he has experience starting ball games. He's gone, I mean, last year he, he went three or four innings out of the pen a couple times for the team, I believe. Yeah. So this is a guy, I mean, he's not stretched out right now, but if that's not the team's mentality with him moving forward, where we're currently at, uh, I don't know why it wouldn't be. You know, I mean, you have to have someone, especially with these seven-inning doubleheaders, you don't necessarily need five innings. It would be great. But if Stratton could start a game and just go three, maybe four innings or something like that in an emergency sense where if there are more injuries to the starting rotation, that might be the best option for this club. I, I think especially, like you said, with the seven inning games, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it kind of begs for the manager to go, okay, we're just going to go bullpen in game two. Like give the ball game one to someone like Trevor Williams, like Derek Holland, you know, someone like, okay, I can get at least five innings out of this guy. I don't have to worry about you know, burning my bullpen in game one. Mm -hmm. And in that second game, you're like, okay, Stratton's going to go two or three. And then Ponce, I, I, that second time I just brought him up like he wasn't just optioned earlier in the day. I mean, hey, yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back at yeah. some point. Maybe Bachelor's the guy who could go two innings. I mean, there's, you're going to have to find innings. And I think there's no way around it for the Pirates. They're going to have at least one or two games where they're just going to have to find innings. They're going to have to piece together a, a start, more or less.
So, Alex, we just talked about starting pitching. One guy who's not going to be starting for the Cleveland Indians, but has started quite a few ball games in PNC Park, is Oliver Perez. Yes. Oliver Perez makes his return to the North Shore. He's made tons of returns because, quite frankly, he's been in baseball longer than any president has been in office in the United States of America. Yeah. That's that's a fact. That's a weird basis of time that you want to go with. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just going with it, and I'm glad you rolled with it with uh, and didn't address it and make it weird. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Oliver Perez returns to the Pirates, a guy who came to Pittsburgh. How old were you? When, I was 11 oh, yeah. the first time so Oliver I Perez I was eight pitched. years old. I was eight years old when he and Jason Bay came to Pittsburgh in exchange for, at the time, my favorite player, Brian Giles, a, a trade that actually worked out pretty well in the Pirates' favor. Yeah. Um, as someone, you know, who's a fan of the game and watched him over the years with the Mets and, and wherever else he's played, I feel like he's played for half the teams in baseball now. What's it been like to... It's always weird when you see when we get to cover guys who we grew up watching. What's that like for you? It it's different, and you know I started really becoming a fan. We became a fan at the same time. Yeah, like that. 03, 2003 03. season yeah. was mm-hmm. the big year for me, where I really just Kenny threw myself into baseball. Yes, it, and I'm looking around the league, and I think there are only like two or three players still around from that time. Uh, Albert Pujols, you know, was the big one. Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera technically barely came up in 03. Won a World Series. Won a World Series. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. And, and Ollie is, you know, the big one, the last one, I think, with any connection to the Pirates. Yeah. I mean, that was that was my first favorite pitcher. It was the yeah. first pitcher who kind of broke my heart as a baseball fan, you know, whenever he followed up. It was just absolutely horrible. But, yeah, it, it's kind of a constant, you know, a nice constant in baseball that, you know, there's still Oliver Perez somewhere as a loogie in someone's bullpen. and. He's doing pretty well as a loogie. I mean, here he is at, you know, 39. I don't know if this is going to be his last year in baseball. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of flirting with the idea since the Pirates end the season in Cleveland. Like, maybe my last piece for the year would be kind of like, okay, I just completed my first full season as a beat reporter. And here's, you know, one of the few people who were still there, you know, my first season as a fan of the game in baseball. Try to, like. That would be good. A little peek behind the curtain there. Yeah. I just hope. Reason that I just don't know if it'd be like too self-indulgent. Uh, I or anything think like I think that. that that would be granted at the end of the year, and you know I don't I don't think you're going to be right now. I, I just preview. covered a last place team. Yeah, I'm a, I'm allowed hey, a freebie at the Maybe end. You'll be right in a playoff preview or something like that. Team will get hot. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but as far as all it goes for me, um, I just remember there are like certain things that I remember. I mean, how much do you really remember when you're? in third grade or fourth grade or something but there are when you're falling in love with the game there are certain things that always stick out I I loved he'd wear the high socks yeah and he was you know one of the few guys who would do that and his his uh jump he would do over the chalk line when he would come out yeah when he would come off the mound after at the end of an inning I emulated both of those two things and I also emulated his like 05 season when he had like a six ERA (laughs) Uh, and got crushed, and they traded him to the Mets for Xavier Nady. And I, I remember yeah. where I was when that happened. But in all seriousness, I mean, all these, like Alex said, one of those guys for me that was around when I fell in love with baseball, one of my first memories, like clear memories, uh, as a kid was in 04. My dad took me to a doubleheader here at PNC Park, and in the first game, Oliver Perez pitched a gem of a ball game, and there was a grand slam and an inside-the-park home run in that game. In the second game, Jason Bay, eight runs batted in. I remember that. It was against the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's 
it's kind of just cool to see how far time has gone with Oliver Perez. And if you need a reminder on how old he is, just look at the hair underneath his hat. It's all pretty gray right now. It's, yeah. Yeah. But hey, and that's what happens. And he had by far the best parts commercial in history. Which one? The uh, whenever he's cooking. I burnt them again. I burnt them again. Yes. What a beautiful, beautiful commercial. Absolutely, absolutely. Alex, I mentioned a Grand Slam being hit in the last segment. You're three for three, man. I, I really am. And a Grand Slam was hit earlier this week. That's been the main story in baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres. If you haven't watched him play yet, I highly recommend it. He's fun. The guy is Kid's absolutely fun. electric. He's only 21 years old. I think he leads all of baseball in home runs. Or if he's not, he's real high up there. Or at there. least the National League at the time of this recording anyway. Um, man, he is he's in hot water. Why? Did he cheat? No. No? Was he banging on trash cans? No. No? Was he, did he test positive for anything? No. Oh, know, did, he, did he ignore social distancing protocols? No. Oh, what did he do? Uh, he hit a home run. He hit a home run. Yeah. With run with runners on every base, right? Yeah. But he, he hit the grand slam on a 3-0 pitch whenever the Padres were kicking the Rangers' butt. Yes. I mean, it was. It's like that. Well, you should have let you know the guy throw a, a, a throw me over fastball, you know, to make it 3-1. I think it was seven to nothing was the game. 10-3. Ten, ten. It was ten to three when he hit the home run. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So it was a seven-run lead. That was it. It was a seven-run yes. lead. And yeah, the 3-0 count with the bases loaded, and they threw him a meatball, and he crushed it. And the Rangers manager, Bob Woodward, Bob Woodward, had some things to say about it. He said it was, you know, it's Chris uh, Woodward. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Woodward. Sorry, whatever. Whatever is what the Rangers manager had a problem with it, saying it's one of the unwritten rules of baseball that you don't do that. You don't swing at a 3-0 pitch when you're up by that many runs. Alex, I feel like I aged about 80 years just saying that sentence. What's your take on <laughs> It's ridiculous. This? If you don't want a guy to hit a 3-0 grand slam, then you shouldn't have gotten into a 3-0 count or put all the men on base. Simple as that. I mean, there is no gimme pitch in baseball. There is no whatever. It was a hittable pitch. He hit it. And the only issue I have with this story from Tatis' side is that he apologized. Yeah. That was ridiculous. He had no reason to apologize. And actually, shame on the Padres manager for kind of throwing yeah. him under the bus, too. Like, it was it was ridiculous. Just let him, let the kids play. And that's a big reason why baseball isn't as popular with the, the younger, younger generations. Yeah. Because there is so much of this BS, you know, oh, the unwritten rules of baseball and whatever. And we can talk about the old school, you know, mindset of it, but it's played by people our age. Yeah. Our age. We we shouldn't be talking about, you know, old school 1960 whatever style of baseball play. It's 2020. Play and, like it is 2020. And I don't care how they played it in what era. I mean, the fact of the matter is this. If you're, instead of dribbling the ball out in a basketball game, and if you go and slam dunk it, that's unsportsmanlike. If you refuse to take the first string out when you're winning by 50 in a football game, that's unsportsmanlike. However, the the odds of him hitting a home run, even on a 3-0 pitch, yeah, are, good. are drastically low. It's hard to hit a home run regardless. I mean, the best person to ever do it in a season did it 73 times in more than 600 attempts. 
or something along those lines. So yeah. it's very difficult to do. So the fact that he has a problem with a guy trying to simply play the game, it's not running up the score, it's not showboating, he hit a home run. And I, I like what Jeff Hartley had to say about this on Twitter. He said, well, if he gets out, doesn't it lower his batting average? Yeah. Yeah. And Trevor Williams says the difference between a grand slam and a double play is literal inches. That's how this game of baseball works. I didn't see one player that had an issue with it. No. And, you know, I don't think anyone really on the Internet was. And the, the comment I liked was like, guys, are we just dunking on air here? Yeah. <laughs> because it's like two people. I love on, dunking on air, though. Dunking yeah. on air is great. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's just it's just comments like that cause an uproar. And it's, I don't know. Play the game. Have fun doing it. Hope you had fun watching this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.